welcome to the Healthy Beast. Today I'm talking to someone who teaches a relaxation and meditation technique called sophrology. It's very well known on the continent, but elsewhere not so much. Dominique Antiglio is helping to change that. She grew up in Switzerland, but now lives and works in London, and she's written a book called The Life-Changing Power of Sophrology. I spent less than an hour talking to her and already feel more relaxed. Hope you enjoy listening. Dominic Antilio, welcome. So your book, The Life-Changing Power of Sophrology. Now, forgive my ignorance, I'd never heard of sophrology, but I gather it was what Sevi Ballesteros used, and he credited it with winning some of his biggest titles. Yes, 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 Steve Ballesteros, the golfer. He was a student of Alfonso Caicedo, the founder of sophrology. The founder of sophrology is a neuropsychiatrist who, who kind of put together the technique in the 60s. So a neuropsychiatrist? Yes. This is another term I'd not heard until fairly yeah. recently. Yeah. Because it's fairly... So you're putting neurology and psychiatry uh, exactly. together. Yes, yes. So his field of study was neurology and psychiatric. He was at the hospital in, in a hospital in Barcelona as a student there. Um, and he noticed like the pretty tough method that we're using for psychiatric patients like insulinic comas or electric shock in order to help people to kind of you know feel better but he said okay do we really have to shake consciousness in that way so people get better is there not another way we can help consciousness to be more healthy and more integrated without having to to shock the system to that level you know so that's 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 that that was his first question and then he went into a journey of of discovering how consciousness was working which which was uh, you know pretty early on to do that because at the time there were no study around consciousness not a not a lot around so he concentrated on uh, meditation and yoga to start with and he went to um, eastern uh, countries like uh, India and Tibet and Japan and there he observed all the yogi and the people meditating in to understand how these practices were positively influences, influencing consciousness and he mixed it with uh, his western knowledge of psychiatry, neurology, psychology, phenomenology which are all approaches for understanding consciousness and he blended the two approaches and into a unique method called sophology. So is it is it fair to say it's a a type of meditation or do you see it as something separate? Yes, I would say it's a practice uh, it's it's part of the meditative practice that are out there. Uh, it has its own uh, specificity, I suppose. But yes, definitely, you 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 are learning to tap into your consciousness through a practice, which involves relaxation, breathing, simple movement, and visualization. And you talked about this, but you came to this when you were sick yourself yes yes what was wrong with you yes yeah, so i was 15 i was uh, living in my hometown in switzerland and i was uh, going at school and i was also a basketball player i was very passionate about my sports and um like around 15 year old that i started to be uh, very tired 
to the point of sometimes fainting and having this episode of you know being really without without energy and and having recurrent infection like small infection that wouldn't clear in my body and I think I also kind of didn't like school and I was not really feeling I fit in this uh, context there and and dreaming of the day I could learn something that would have more meaning and be more exciting I think so looking back do you think that was a physical illness or do you think it was some kind of angst driven teenage thing or yeah I think it's it's I think what's of I mean my GP sent me to a metasophologist basically at the time because he did all the medical tests and and said okay I can see you're really struggling but there's there's nothing really wrong with you you just perhaps need to work on yourself and find better ways to cope with your daily life so I met a, a wonderful sophologist and uh, and she taught me about the mind body connection and she in five sessions and practicing daily for 10 minutes I completely turned my life around not only my energy went back to what it was I, I cleared all these infection and my sleep was much better and also I understood that you know there were a certain amount of stress in me due to you know all what a teenage person can go through plus expectation you know of parents of teachers and and having difficulty to make sense of of my world at the time and and that really opened up a new possibility for me to to be connected with me with my body and and look after myself and and make some mindful choices this was in the 90s right so yes. you'd already heard of sophology then was it like a known thing no it was like up? like probably uh, the audience today they had never heard about the word and I, but at the time it was already well known on the continent I mean sports people were using it um, in the professional sports you had sophology in in some schools were uh, given for students to prepare for exam to build their confidence um, so sophology was definitely around and, and for my GP to actually recommend to see one mm. that really means it was already you know present so so what exactly did so you were 15 you go to see the sophologist and what were these exercises you were given to do you know she 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 listened to my issue and then she she showed me the exercise and she recorded them on a, on a, on a tape at the time it was a long time ago <laughs> and um, and basically uh, the exercise is a guided practice so first you often start with a body scan either standing or sitting uh, to teach you to just connect so with a body a body scan for so it's like you're doing meditation where you kind of think your, you think your way through your, your body. body yeah exactly you you're connecting with sensation in your body uh, you inviting your body to relax or to simply just observe what is happening because we you know, as we go through life, we, we often connect to the body only when it's painful or when there's tension, but we rarely connect to the body to find positive resource to, to build up our confidence or to, to feel good and happy. So, so sophology has a way to really help you connect with the awareness of the body in a positive way and, and let go of the tension through the, the combination of relaxation, breathing, movement and visualization. 
So, is it, well, so you're, at first you're being guided through it by a by a practitioner. Mm-hmm. So, but is it then something that you can you can you learn to do on your own? Yes, I think initially uh, the beauty of sophology is that you have a voice that guides you. So if your mind is super active or if you're struggling, you can't remember the exercise, you know, you, you will simply gui- be guided and have the time and space to connect with yourself within that um, equation. But, but then, of course, as you, you make sophology yours, you know, after perhaps... Um, you know five or six practices of 10 minutes you'll rapidly know how you can use sophology on the go perhaps uh, just taking the breathing part if you are perhaps uh, on the go or in the tube or um, or if you just before meeting you could extract uh, some of the the practice to really help you in the moment so what exactly is it that you're tapping into so you're scanning through the body mm-hmm. and what so say you find or you, you so you find areas of tension do you yes. or pain or sadness mm-hmm. what, what are you looking for in your yeah. you you're going into the uh, observation of your body without judgment which is actually uh, a difficult thing to do sometimes you know because we all have these stories attached to how we feel you know like saying oh this is a tension I have in my in my back and this is the story behind it so in sophology we try to simply uh, connect without preconceived ID going through the awareness of the different parts of the body and seeing what comes during this practice on this day and from that if we feel tension then we have technique to really help us let go of that tension notably to the breast and we were we were you were asking me yeah so you so you scan through your body i guess i i guess i'm looking at it from i've done a little bit this kind of stuff with yoga meditation and you're looking down through the body and i guess i understand pain yeah you know you can feel tension in certain parts of your body you understand worry are you looking for things kind of within like body fibers or is it I think as you journey through the method, uh, through the body scan, but also through your breath and through standing moves that you do in in the first level of psychology, you you are learning to listen to your body in a non-judgmental way, not trying to attach a story to what you feel, but rather going into the practice with a a non-judgmental approach and just seeing and feeling the sensation for what they are and of course tension is 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 not nice to feel and we it's normal that our our body just manifests tension because we go through life and we we have all this stress perhaps or this worry in our mind that create tension in the body so sophology has um, has ways to really help us let go of this tension through simple moves and and centering our attention on the different parts of the body so for example in sophology we have five regions in the body that's coming from the the chakra model but that has been kind of simplified into five regions of the body and through the practice we're learning to listen to this region and refine our awareness of the body because sometimes there are parts of the body we, we, we're not used to connect with or that, that feel a bit less present in our awareness 
or perhaps we're tuning into those parts only when they are painful. So there's a great potential beyond the tension in your, in your, in your body to discover positive sensations and to discover a sensation of ease that you can actually start to cultivate. And you cultivate this in, during the practice of sophology in the way you're guided, in the way you're asked to visualize something positive, in the way you're, you're asked to modify your breath when you, you have a positive sensation or when you can feel a positive sensation. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Some, some very stressed people come to me and say, oh, since I do sophology like the last week, I felt all these tensions in my body. And I say, yes, of course you have because there are many tensions in your body. And, and, but if you keep practicing and keep doing the, the movement, the breathing, the, the technique is also designed to help you let go of these tensions mm. and transform them. So you mentioned the chakra model. Mm-hmm. Chakras as in... And this, I guess, is one of those problem words for me as a sceptical person because mm-hmm. sh- chakras is the thing that... When you're talking about yoga, meditation and lots of kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, self-improvement things the chakra is the one that people I don't know I guess like me pick up on because it, it sounds a bit like something made up that we don't that we no, don't I hear understand you, I hear you, yes. so do you have any resistance to that chakra talk with people you treat or? Um, d- I guess I don't really know what, n- what it means I yeah, suppose that's exactly. what I'm up. So the the, sha- the system, uh, the model of system in sophology is taken from the chakra model that is in the Vedic tradition of India, and and as you know, chakra are energy centers that you can influence through meditation, through yoga, and they they kind of the the methodology that yogi use to to actually improve the body and mind and to elevate your energy. So because uh, because Kaisedo is a neuropsychiatrist, he, he wanted to kind of simplify this, this model from the, for the Western world and talk in terms of system. And instead of having seven or eight, we just have five. And this system allows us to tune into the awareness of the body and refine our attention and our ability to connect with the body in a in a positive way. Okay, so does that make sense? I think I, I guess um I guess it's looking. I, I guess the problem with a lot of these um these practices is we we go up with what we think we know with what we're taught in in Western medicine, mm-hmm. and then things from outside can seem a bit far-fetched to yes. us and I guess I've, I've, I suppose I've always found chakra talk a bit like that but then energy within the body makes perfect sense yeah. and I guess I don't want to oversimplify but sophology the practice you do in a very simple sense I guess you're you're activating energy and you're trying to push out the the negative the mm-hmm. negative, whether that's negative thoughts or whether it's areas that may be causing you pain within the body. Exactly, you, you're transforming your awareness of your body and of your mind and initially this goes through body awareness in level one where you, you're learning to transform these tensions and to access to a, another level of 
awareness in your body but then through level two you you're doing the same with the mind so you're learning to identify the positive quality of the mind you know our mind is an, an amazing powerful instrument where we're able to imagine to be creative to look at problem with a different perspective sophrology can be seen as a stress management technique and a way to transform tension into a sense of ease and positivity but sophology goes much further than that it's really a journey into discovering the resource of consciousness because how how do you access your inner strength you you have to access it through through something that's that's kind of tangible you know and and what we have is the ability to connect with our sensation our thoughts with a sense of stillness with with letting go a little bit of the mind and seeing and feeling what's what's under there a deeper layer and 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 when you you are practicing sophology don't forget you are in the alpha brainwave state which means like meditation or daydreaming you you are relaxed but you're not trying to make sense of things in the same way that when we have this conversation for example and in that state we know it's a restorative state for the body it's a way to balance um, body and mind but it's also a place where you can find strength and inspiration beyond the rationale of the mind and as you as you learn to tap into that space through the practice and 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 still the mind you you will notice that things are evolving within you and in the way you look at life i like this some phrase you use about the resource of consciousness so you're, and you talk in the book also about you, you about you call it a superpower, because yeah. you suddenly found that you had this thing that whatever tensions life threw at you, and you were still a kid at this time, you you had this kind of inner power that you a place you could go to, and this really stood out to me as well because I think everyone needs that, whether they find it through this or through something else, you need that source of strength you can go to. Yeah, definitely. Um, so. I suppose, I suppose it's getting a sense of what that means for someone who, because I think I kind of know what you mean and have maybe reached this state sometimes through other things. Yes. Um, but in in terms of sophrology, you're getting there. You do you do you need to kind of stop what you're doing and find this place in your, you know because with meditation, for example. To do it properly, you've got to go and find a quiet place for for a while. Do you need that with sophology? Do you need? I think it's a question of of practice. You know, like playing the piano, like meditating, like sport. The more you practice, the deeper you're gonna go, and the more efficient you're gonna become at what you do. So I think it's exactly the same for sophology. I think once you've practiced perhaps five or ten times, ten minutes you will be able to very quickly calm your body and mind in any situation because sophology has got the movement, the combination of movement, of relaxation, visualization and breathing that helps you very quickly dive into that state where you can feel confident. It's almost like what you do on the go. 
is a reminder, it helps to remind your brain about what you've experienced during the longer practices and therefore you are connected with these resources and ready to use them on the go. So you can, so you can essentially, you can run through these things in your head anytime, you know, you can be on yes, the bus. Yes, of can course. I think, uh, you know, I think you, you learn to tap into that ability to be the best version of yourself when, when, when you need it in any situation of, of daily life. And sometimes it might just take one minute of you closing the eyes and doing this, this exercise standing uh, where you just connect with the awareness of your body and because you've practiced it before and because you know what stillness and calm and confidence feels like in your body then you, you're able to go back to that place easily you know so th- we don't have a situation here where someone where the doctor refers you to a sophrologist so how do people how do people know about it how do people come to you is it yeah i think you know people find find out about sophology through my book recently i think that's the the you know that's the first book in english language on the subject uh you know on on the continent we have uh, 700 or 800 uh, books on the subject if you google on amazon you know wow, you'll, really? you'll find this list so you know when i was approached to write the book i think my publisher couldn't believe nobody had talked about sophology here you know and I think finally the the method is is reaching English-speaking countries and and going soon to the States as well so so I think we are at a a moment in time where it's it's a very special moment in time for sophology after all these years of having been popular on the continent it's, it's going now to the next level so so I think people find that through the net, through my my book, they can practice as well through my book, and I'm at the moment uh, creating some online courses, so it's it's available for more people in a very practical way, because I think the best way to really feel the power of sophology is through the practice. You know, I think you can you can you can learn about it and understand the the source and and how it's it's been combined. But, but I think it's important to just close the eyes for five minutes a day and just experience it because this is where, you know, this is where the magic is. So when someone comes to you, do you, are you quite practiced now at seeing what the problem might be from just how they hold themselves, how they look? Yeah, yeah, I think through, through experience, through meeting many people, but also <clears throat> through my background as an osteopath, I... You know, I I look I I look at people and I I you know I sense also from my own experience what is it what is it to be stressed what is it to feel vulnerable and 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 I think you know in that that space of sophology everything is welcome because we work with consciousness and and helping people find the resource to cope better and to overcome the issue they are faced so so really whether I know the story of the person or whether I don't I, what I know is that if they practice they will get better and, and, and the more they tell me about their life and where they are at the more efficiently I can tailor the practice for their needs 
so you talked about movement initially. So are you getting them to do physical things as well at first? So yes, yes. So it's a com- so it'd be a combination of this scanning through the body, but also doing things. What kind of thing physically would you be? So, um, sophology um, has exercise where you you stand up in this state of meditation. You know, so you're learning to get to that zone within you where you complete your your body is completely relaxed after the the body scan and your mind is kind of more focused then you you you're gonna probably use the breath to let go of the the tension that you you may feel in the different systems of the body and then often you're invited to stand and in the standing uh, position you're gonna uh, do very simple movement like head rotations or little pump with your shoulders or breathing technique to activate the awareness of your tummy or perhaps even um, walking on the same spot and, and we combine these, these movement with the breath as a way to generate sensations because you know people are often not listening to their bodies and, and as you learn to listen and refine the attention of the different parts of your body, you, you develop that greater awareness of your body and, and that has a great power in your daily life to kind of ground you and help you be in the present moment through the awareness of your body. So you trained as an osteopath first, but you say yes. you've done support, you'd, you'd gone as a patient to a sophrologist and then you trained as an yes. osteopath and you, then you came back to sophrology yes. to study it and teach it. Yes, exactly. Or practice it. Yeah. Um, and how long does the training take? Is, is that that kind of setups in Europe where you can? Yes, um, the um, the Caicedian, um approach, which is the approach of Alfonso Caicedo, the founder, uh, it takes four years. So it's a part-time training where you you learn, uh, you know, the the practice, the methodology, but you very much asked to practice on yourself because I think. You know what a sophologist uh, does it's to guide people into the practice and discovering their inner resources and the most important thing I think it's it's having done those practice on yourself and having felt the the change it can bring so um, yeah so a, a big part of the of the teaching is to actually practice and know how you guide people in that state of relaxation, the tone of the voice, uh, the different protocol you have. For example, we have specific protocol for sleep or for anxiety or for birth preparation or to prepare for specific event like a competition or stage performance and and you learn the, the right combination and of techniques to help people into specific resources as well as learning the whole journey of sophology which 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 is over 12 levels and and there you you really doing a journey into the potential of more awareness when, it, when we talk about levels it makes me think of um Scientology I know it sh- I know it shouldn't but you know getting to the Get into the different levels. It's not like that where you've got kind of secret <laughs> things, is it? No, no, no. I think there's nothing secret about sophology. I think uh, the word is probably sometimes confusing because it's a yeah. new word and people have 
you know, with all new things, people think, oh, how come I haven't heard this before and this, this might be a little weird or, and I totally understand that because, you know, that's part of being, uh, questioning what you discover and I think it's good to question what you discover. But, um, but really it comes from a scientific background, it's, it's been used in the medical world on the continent, in hospital, in sleep uh, centers for birth preparation by obstetricians. So, you know, the background of sophology, there's nothing um, magic or mysterious. But I, I, on my personal level, what I think is magic is consciousness in itself. And I think we haven't, to this day, you know, done enough scientific study to understand, you know, all the aspect of consciousness and how powerful the mind and the body are when we tune within. And I think there's a lot of questions who are still unanswered about, uh, you know, the mind of the, the power of the mind over the body, for example. And, and, and I think, you know, we are journeying through this, uh, yeah, through this journey of discovering what are the amazing things our brain can do and our body can do and I think that's where where there, there are still many questions which remain open you know and what, do you think do you think um, sophology has something unique to tell us about consciousness about what it really means and to deepen our understanding of consciousness have you found that during your practice yes definitely I think the the unique way of of sophology to show us how consciousness help us is really to to understand that this can be quite simple you know it can be about learning to connect with the awareness of the body with the awareness of your mind and how to to get to that deeper center within yourself and how you can use practically practically how you can use that center to serve your life and I think that's you know that's the beauty of sophology so you're saying it's quite well thought of by the medical profession in the continent what's the reaction been like here so in this country now have you had any yeah I think it's, it's still early days you know it will take time until sophology uh, reaches the NHS like uh, like on the continent and like in France I think like any other new method it, it takes time for the word to spread and the confidence to be built and I, and that's normal and I think I'm what I'm observing is that the reaction of people reading my book and trying sophology has been extremely positive because I think we are in a time and age where people are actively looking for ways to feel happier, calmer in their daily life and I think sophology can can address that. Yeah, and if they already do other you know, mindfulness, yoga, meditation type things, does it work well in conjunction with them or do you say, oh, I should stop doing that and you can't mm. start doing more of this? No, no, I, 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 I say explore, you know, everybody needs to explore what works for them, whether you, you're a sport person, whether you love music, whether you, you love mindfulness uh, and you want to try sophology, I think sophology meets you where you are because it's about your own resources and take you where you want to go and uh, so you know I think sophology can be combined with with everything I think. 
And you're, so are you tailoring it specifically to a person, say if it's a sports person and they are getting nervous and they can't perform to the best of their ability, do you then, because um, I think Sebi Balasiro said something like he, when he won um, the Masters, he, he'd already experienced winning it in his mind. So do you do that kind of thing where you take people through? Yeah. I think you know the mind is extremely powerful and if if you visualize something positive happening to you within that relaxed state um, it's all for the brain it almost feel like it's done it already so when you then are in the moment and you you're living the real situation there's a level of anxiety and stress that no longer kicks in because you've already you've already experience it at the deep level and I think as you visualize those positive outcome in that relaxed state and you you learn to connect with the sensation of your of your body being confident and happy about the success or or being relaxed and performing it's almost like the body records as 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 a memory you know and 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 then helps you to to perform in that state again on the day, so it's like you, you, you know, you're extremely well prepared um, for for anything you you want to achieve with sophology. Have you seen people in your practice where um, you've been talking to them and you've suddenly realised that it's a different problem that they have and something that needs a different kind of medical intervention? So, yeah, you know, I I think as as a former osteopath and as a sophologist, part of the teaching we get is to understand where are our limits. And I think it's in any profession, I think you have to know where your skill, uh, you know, stop for that client and when where the client needs to be referred to another professional and I think uh, you know this is part of what what we learn and and I think it's valid for any profession and um, so of course my my um, you know I always work with a network of people sometimes I send people back to the doctor because I feel something you know needs to be looked at and clarified um, perhaps sometimes I work with a nutritionist because a part of of the issue is is about diet or even a psychologist um, you know I think it's um, the you know everybody's journey is different and I think you know we, we need to support people to find the quickest way to get better I guess one of the difficulties with the medical profession in general is it's it's often not just one thing that's the problem you know mm-hmm. people might have a physical problem but they also might have psychological issues trauma whatever it is mm-hmm. so when when everything's broken down into one professional deals with this one professional deals with this it can be quite hard to understand your your life your condition whatever it is as, as a whole yes. rather than the specific things that that need targeting yeah i think it can be overwhelming these days because there are there's a lot of help out there in a way but as a as a patient or a client I think you know understanding where you fit in this landscape is actually a very difficult um, uh, thing sometimes and I think this is why you know as practitioner we have to remain open and 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 vigilant about the advice we give and and uh, you know how we we go about helping people are there some 
Are there some examples of people you've helped that you can tell us about th- things that p- people you've seen go from one state to another through through your practice? Yeah, I mean, I thankfully I see this every day. You know, in my practice, people who who, who are struggling. Who, who there's there's many examples in my book of case study of of people who who struggle in a situation of stress or post traumatic stress or or emotionally and and through the practice they 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 get better. You know, I also have youngsters, for example, who are preparing for exam and worrying about their future, how, how are they going to choose what they want to do as, for studies, for example, and just um, giving them those tools and witnessing how they, through the practice, they, they, they find clarity, you know, they, they find the strength to go through the experience no matter, and, and that in itself is, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing to witness. And um, and you know, being able to empower people with with a simple practice like that, it's it's really a joy, you know, as a as a, a sophologist. So you know, people who are getting better sleep, for example, you know, if you if you struggle with your sleep, and then the client says, "Oh, I've slept better," or "I have more confidence in um, going to my interviews." I often see lawyers as well who are in a very competitive environment where they need to perform. They they're working extremely long hours, and uh, and sophology is is a time just to you know relax, recharge, uh, clarify how they they're gonna go about for the next step. And yeah, I think we all need that that space where we can you know connect with ourselves and and find meaning through experiences as well. It's obviously very rewarding. Yeah, very. Yes. And you mentioned young people. That was led me on to another question I had. This this ability to kind of be at peace with yourself, um, which I guess is a, a lot of it's about, do you think we're born with this and lose it at some point during our adolescence? I mean, do you find just children have a, have a natural ability to be at one with their consciousness for want of a better way and somehow as we're growing up and learning all these other practical life skills we we forget how to, to yeah, be, to be yeah definitely I think we do I think uh, every story is unique depending on how you've been brought up from very early on you know how how people model certain resources around you, perhaps uh, unresolved traumas in the family that can perhaps sometimes affect um, the way people act or think, um, and just life experience that perhaps had has have made you more vulnerable. And all th- this is a lot, you know, a lot of different aspects that can. Um, you know, f- make us feel very confident or lacking confidence or very present or struggling struggling with presence. And Because um, children, although, I mean, I see this with my little ones, although they're crazy sometimes, they're, always, they're at peace, kids, mm-hmm. aren't they? They don't have this the angst thing that you might really get later on. They're always at peace with what they're doing, yeah. unless they're you know, exactly. screaming or crying, but mostly... They're at peace with it. I so think they're simply also less in their mind than us because they don't physiologically have the resource yet to think in the same way, to anticipate in the same way. And therefore, uh, you know, they are living life 
more in the present moment and uh, and they they have this um, non-judgmental ability that we lose uh, through experience and through uh, through becoming adult you know that that is actually uh, judgment and opinion and everything is extremely useful in our world but sometimes learning to let go of that and looking at things as they are is is also a brilliant thing to be able to do I guess you don't want to you don't want to lose your critical abilities do you as a grown-up you don't want to be a, a helpless child again you want but you you want to be able to tap into that ability and I guess what that's what this is all about but even the fact that the way we started off saying talking about sophrology and this mentality if I haven't heard of it it must be must yeah, be something exactly. weird or it comes from fear yeah so yeah. Some, something new rejecting it yeah. whereas children are like oh this is brilliant this is brilliant this is brilliant which okay. is a lovely attitude to see and I think I guess what we're looking for is the ideal balance a between balance, the two. Totally. I think, you know, we, we have all these resources in ourselves to, to deal with life in the most positive way. And I think it's, it's being aware of them and using the appropriate resource when you need it. Sometimes you need to be careful and fear is a very useful thing to have because it saves your life or it protects you. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it blocks you. And, uh, and, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's about gaining more awareness about that and, and being able to just connect with the right thing at the right time, I suppose. Mm, so you keep your fear for when you need it and your scepticism when you need it. Yeah. And the rest of the time you can, yeah. you can relax. And yeah. What was that, what was that expression you used? Is your resource of consciousness. Yes, exactly. It's all within us, you know. I think it's all within us and... And, and sometimes when life is rushed, we, we just can't connect with these resources. I meant to say at the beginning, this might not be relevant, and I, but it sounded from what you had when you were a kid that it could be something like chronic fatigue syndrome. Because I had a guy on the podcast before yeah. who's written a book about it, Nick Jordan, called Get Well Soon. Um, he's still battling chronic fatigue syndrome, and it's one of these conditions that there's a bit of dispute about it some of the doctors think one thing some some think another but I mean from your description in the book of what you were suffering when you were 15 that sounds like it from the few lines you said about it it sounds to me like it could be diagnosed as chronic fatigue if you went to a doctor here so I'm wondering if if sophrology is if you've treated anyone with chronic fatigue ME and whether it's a a a viable because it sounds like it could be yeah exactly I think you know in my case it was probably at the time it was like more you know a lack of energy because I had been so stressed by by different aspects in my life and 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 I don't think I was in a state of of you know like illness but I but I think I was not far from that definitely and I think I was you know, I was really trying to find ways to to get better. So, but but definitely, I mean, sophology. I've had a lot of clients who suffer from many different conditions, and I think bringing more awareness about how you feel and and where are your limits and what are your positive resources and how you can deal with the illness itself 
and find new resources to move forward is definitely a huge help in 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 overcoming an issue or, or accepting to live with it perhaps for a while as well you know mm -hmm. i think sometimes um we're trying to fix everything and 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 uh, we need to remember that the body is slower than the mind and and i think when you start to learn to connect with the body you realize okay my body has a certain rhythm a biological rhythm that I can't force and if it expresses certain tension or difficulty I have first to connect with that and, and, and accept that this is where I am in this moment in time before I can I can then build up new resources so yeah so it's accepting before you move forward rather than I think it's the the idea that you have to fight against everything that can be negative for people you know they get cross with the fact that certain bits of their body don't work in the way they should and and, and instead of accepting it and dealing with it you you get cross and you you make yourself worse exactly. in all kinds of ways yeah and i think we all want to feel in control in our life and when when the body shows um, a resistance and a weakness then this is hard for the mind to to accept you know uh, because we we want to live our life freely and 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 be happy and that's you know but i think you know we have to see our bodies as friends rather than enemies and i think that's that's what sophology teaches us that you know whatever the the issue the body is showing us it's um you know it's a way to understand something it's a way to move forward it's a way to but of course this 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 is a process you know it doesn't happen overnight and and, and everybody's journey is different i, I guess okay, that's brilliant your book the life-changing power of sophology is out now dominique antilia thank you very much thank you thank you very much to Dominique Antilio. Her book is called The Life-Changing Power of Sophrology. Her website is bsophro.com. That's B-E hyphen S-O-P-H-R-O.com. It's bsophro London on Instagram. Healthy Beast is at Healthy Beast Podcast. Thank you very much.